0: Assalamu alaykum It is Tuesday 9th of November 2021 and in our series reflections on the Holy Quran this is broadcast number 275 uh, and in this we'll be looking at um, chapter 2 Verse 95 of the Holy Quran, and this is the first part of our consideration of uh, this chapter of the Holy Quran. This verse of the Holy Quran, rather, I should say. So let us turn to uh, and see what the Holy Quran says. A'uzu billahi minash-shaytanir rajim. Bismillahi r-Rahman and they will never invoke it on account of what their hands have sent on before and Allah knows the wrongdoers. I go back to the last verse. Say, if the abode of the after with Allah is, speci- is specially for you, to the exclusion of the people or other people, then invoke death if you are truthful. and uh, there it goes on to say and they will never invoke it on account of what their hands have sent on before and allah knows the wrong doers and uh, the two words that we're going to discuss today in uh, this broadcast one we discussed uh, a while previously, you might remember this is yatamano, and uh, if you remember that previously in the previous verse um, we had it in the form Fatamannau and um, you can see that here, there it was far. here it is Ya and then except that uh, uh, the first occurrence had a Hamza at the end here there is no Hamza the letters in the uh, in the middle are all the same so it's a triliteral root Um, is uh, Meem, Noon, and Ya. And uh, in different derived forms it appears, uh, sorry, in in total it occurs, this root occurs 21 times in the Holy Quran. And the, uh, the words using this root they have six different derived forms. Uh, six times it is Umniyat, and six times it is Yatamanna, and uh, three times it is the and uh, three times it is humanaya. Um, Actually, this is incorrectly written. It's humanhumanaya. And uh, three times, twice it is humani. And once as Mani and uh, if you look at its use in various places, chapter two uh, sorry, chapter twenty two, verse fifty two is tamanna Ya is a actually it's uh, the difficulty of writing arabic in an english uh, with an english word processor that causes these sort of errors he recited tamanna he wished so generally, it is. He wished. He recited, in uh, Afara, aithumma tamannuna. You omit chapter 50, fifty-six, verse fifty-eight, and uh, but mostly it's wish wishful thinking, desire, and lastly it is semen the sperm money and as used in i think three places here it's only one actually chapter 75 verse 37. now Its basic meaning you have mean noon ya, and uh, the basic meaning is 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 to determine um, and um, yeah to estimate al manju. And some people say there is a weight used in eastern countries, man. And they say that man comes from this word because they say that what you're doing is you are estimating. What you've done is you've taken something and you said that is one man and you have something else and you're comparing it and you're estimating the weight of uh, this thing as i said it also means sperm what was put on the womb was that not just a drop or similarly, in chapter 53, verse 46, min is a tumna, yani the sperm that is put in the womb. And what it means is that uh, God has decreed something by that sperm that is put in your womb. And then you are, uh, th- this is what's going to happen, and you are going to guess and estimate and try and see what it is. I mean, these days, of course, you can um, determine the gender of a child by um, you know, medical means, but previously, they were all manner of. Uh, um, um sort of uh, what can one say uh, guesses and midwives would say well you know the last child was uh, like this so this one is you know going to be a boy or a girl uh etc I mean there was no scientific evidence or anything for that it was just pure guesswork that because the last time it was like this this time this means th- this time it's going to be a boy or or, uh, or, or a girl so you are guessing God has determined it that this is what's going to happen and of course sometimes what happens is that uh, you uh, misconceive you misunderstand uh, and so on your desires color what you're estimating what you're guessing will will uh, happen um you know like um you you do someone a favor and then in your heart your desire is well i've done him a favor he should return the favor it's an expression in uh, expression in english return the favor it doesn't always happen you know Uh, and you're disappointed and God says in chapter fifty three, verse twenty four, um in Sani <clears throat> Ma tamanna. You know what your what you desire. Do you get it? And uh, and there's this this verse which says uh, oh the previous one which says that you know ask them to wish for death. If they think that they'll go straight to heaven and no one other than them, this is talking about Jews, is going to heaven, then okay, say to them, heaven is a wonderful place. So why do you want to deprive yourself from going there by subjecting yourself to all the trials and tribulations of this life hard work and sweat and this and that, and so on, and pain and injuries and so on. If you really believe this, well, then, you know, ask for death, so that you go straight to uh, heaven. God says they won't do it because they know it's not uh, true. So, uh, I mean, as I say, Urdu-speaking people would uh, know that, you know, the Urdu word tamanna, desire, wish, comes from uh, this as well. Now, as I have said many times previously, that uh, we should be very careful with the context in which these words are used in the Holy Quran. So, um, in one place, uh, I think it's chapter 2, verse 52, um, God says that, you know, uh, before you we sent prophets, and uh, <clears throat> the same thing happened. Uh, that after the prophet had gone, God, the the, the devil, then uh, uh, led people astray from the, led people away from the path of God. Uh, And, uh, you know, people uh, mix up things With the word of God that had been uh, um, revealed to to them and then of course another prophet would come and he'd reform them and he'd tell them the correct uh, uh, commandments of God and so on and then he'd die uh, and so on until of course the holy quran came and God said okay i have revealed this and i will protect it so now no one can uh, um, make changes to the holy quran because i'm going to protect it now um, what happened was that because many commentators of the holy quran restricted the meaning of uh, this word to desires wishes and nothing else then that applied to the prophets as well that prophets are misled as i said it was the prophet had gone left and then devil misled people but the way the commentators interpreted this verse it seemed as if uh, it was the prophets who were mixing their own desires with God's revelation which then of course you know uh, uh, puts a whole new slant on the thing then having done this then you know there's an incident involving the holy prophet Muhammad which I won't mention here because what will happen is Amdis reject this, Lauri Amdis totally reject this, this as being complete fabrication. It is found in the books of the Ali Sunat Valjamaat. If I mention it, what's going to happen is Ali Sunat Valjamaat are going to edit my audios and videos and just take uh, the mention of the incident and say, ah look, Amdis are saying that. Although we would be rejecting it it is they who are saying it bringing the holy prophet nowzubillah you know casting this this light that uh, he could be swayed by desires put into his heart by devil and so on but they will accuse us so i won't mention the the, the whole incident but simply just to say that uh, you know they created the uh, it, their own stick to get beaten with. That's the only way I can describe it, that, you know, they created problems for, uh, for themselves by doing this. And this is why I keep on saying the word m- might look the same. But you have to be very, very careful and determine in each place individually what a word of the holy quran means you can't say it and this applies to many words where uh, the same meaning what the meaning in one place is applied throughout the holy quran and then uh, it leads to uh, misunderstandings and basically mistranslations and this is one such place so let's go to uh, the next word, and uh, Abadan, and its root is Hamza, Ba, and dal, and um, it occurs 28 times in the Holy Quran. And although it occurs only in one form, Abadan, Abadan bima qaddamat him wallahu alimum bidwali Chapter two verse ninety five here ever so it means ever or forever in all its forms. It, it, it well it just has one forms, but it just means forever or ever I guess you could say that ever and forever you know just two different words of uh, meaning the same thing for example this is chapter 62 verse 7 and here it means ever Later on Khalidina Fiha Abadan Zalikal fawzul Azib which is chapter sixty-four verse nine and here it means forever. But you could argue that uh, you know uh, ever and forever are interchangeable. Khalidina, Khalidina, Khalidina. Fiha Abadan Kad اللَّهُ Lahu Rizakan Chapter sixty-five verse eleven here it's translated as forever and this is about heaven. But then we also have inna lahu dina fiha abada chapter 72 verse 23 and uh, people take that to mean that people you know if you go to hell you'll stay there for ever okay now <clears throat> the word itself means um, how shall I explain this Uh, an unlimited time an unlimited time which is forever now the first thing we (coughs) notice we notice about this is that if it's an unlimited time, limitless, then it can't have plurals. In Arabic, you have two types of plurals. You have duels, where, which is a plural for two people, and then you have plural, plural itself for three or more. But if something is without limit, you can't have two of them. Because there is, as soon as you say there are two of them, then that means you're putting a limit on the first one, which is a contradiction, because you said this time is without limit. So you can't have duals and you can't have plurals. Uh, but some people say it, it does have a plural, which is abadan. Abhāden, and uh, but others object to it, and they say, "Well, strictly speaking, we don't find this word in uh, Arabic literature, so it's not actually Arabic. You might have made it into a pu- into a pu- plural, but it's not actually Arabic now." <clears throat> This thing, of course, takes us to the two verses that I recited earlier about Jinnat and Jahannam. And uh, to the fact that many Muslims believe that all non-Muslims will go to hell and they will stay in hell forever they'll stay in hell forever Uh, i mean some of them believe that uh, muslims may come out of hell eventually uh, but they believe that non-muslims will abide therein for ever now i disagree with that for this reason that um, you know let's let's take hell as a place of punishment now if you commit a crime then depending on the nature of the crime the severity of the crime you get sent to prison but eventually your sentence comes to an end actually i didn't think of this during the urdu broadcast i've just thought of it what happens is every now and then the authorities ask has he reformed And if you have, they say, okay, you don't need to serve the rest of your sentence in prison. We're going to let you go. They send you home. Because there is no point in keeping you in prison if you have actually reformed. So that's one, uh, uh, one aspect of hell that it's a place of punishment. But each punishment has to come to an end. It can't be without end that would be unjust you know if if someone does a bit of uh, you know uh, picks a pocket or you know um, steals um, a bar of chocolate from a shop then there's someone else who walks into a bank with a machine gun shoots dead the guard attacks other bank employees, injures them, kills them and then steals 20 billion pounds. Would you think it was justice if the person who shoplifted a bar of chocolate and this bank robber who shot and killed so many people, two, three, four, they go to prison for the same length of time? So that so, that, that's not justice, that is wrong. You know, someone who uh, stole a bar of chocolate, maybe you should have not even put him in prison. I don't know. Let him off with a slap on the wrist, as they say. And, and And this is the point that, you know, there has to be an end to the punishment someone receives. The the other way to consider hell is, of course, that it's like a hospital. You're ill, you go in there. In this case, your illnesses are spiritual. And you receive treatment and eventually you get better, you're cured and you leave. That's how it should be. You know, but you're not going to be kept in the hospital even after you recovered. What would be the point? What would you gain? Nothing. And that is the point. Another way to look at that is that, uh, uh, you know, um, if uh, someone does something wrong, you know, a, a kid cheats in an exam and gets caught. And he cheated in a previous exam and got caught by the same invigilator. And the invigilator says, he's always doing this. It does it mean that that child from uh, the day after he was born, he started doing exams and cheating in exams and uh, getting caught and so on. That's what what the word always implies. Now, this is like a metaphorical use of always. Not a literal use that, you know, a limitless period of time, a limitless duration, um, but limited duration. A long duration maybe, but still limited. This is why I keep on saying to you. And in, in fact, uh, <clears throat> uh, the Holy Quran says this about the Jews, but also uh, about Muslims as well. In, in, in one place, the Holy Quran says that they recite the Quran, but it doesn't go beyond their throats, meaning that it's just on the tongue. It doesn't penetrate their brains or their hearts. It doesn't move them. There's no understanding there uh, for them. And uh, this is what leads to misunderstandings of the message of the Holy Quran and gives people the wrong impression about uh, the, uh, the Holy Quran. Um, And uh, then we complain that, you know, people say this against us and that about us and and so on and so forth. What we forget is this, that 99% of the the things that we uh, object to people find in books written by Muslims in books of Seerah this is life of the Holy Prophet Muhammad and in commentaries of the Holy Quran and so on and others have just taken our misunderstanding our misinterpretation and then spread it and said well Muslims are saying that why are you blaming us? We are not saying anything from ourselves. We are just quoting them. They should know what their religion says, and then we scream and shout, and there is a hue and cry, and so. On. Anyway, the time for our broadcast, today's broadcast, is uh, run out. So, with the prayer that uh, whoever you are and wherever you may be, may Allah keep all of you. Safe and sound and free from harm, I take my leave of you. Assalamu alaikum, khuda hafiz and goodbye.